Welcome to the Birmingham Vineyard podcast. We hope you find it insightful and encouraging. If you want to find out more about us, why not check out our website, birminghamvineyard.com. Hey church, it's great to be here this morning. So my name's Aaron, for those who don't know me, I'm the, uh, well, assistant pastor, but I oversee all the youth uh, across all of our sites and services. So we're doing youth services in every site and every service uh, this weekend. So um, if you do happen to come back tonight, Sam will be preaching again. So I encourage you to do that. And uh, other youth will be involved and being interviewed as well. And Sam, so I've known Sam since I started here quite a number of years ago. He's grown up in church and um, I just wanted to ask him a few questions just to kind of get a sense and a flavour for all of you uh, as to what it's like to be a young person growing up in a church. So Sam, tell us, what, it's, what is it like being yeah, a young person so growing up in church? It's amazing. It's a great like platform and environment to really thrive and get to learn more about God and grow in a relationship with God. And then, like I'm going to talk about in a bit, take that out into the world, I guess. It's good. And um, obviously we, as a church, we are going to talk a little bit about how all of us can play our part in, in serving and um, encouraging our young people later on. But um, Sam, how can we be praying for your generation? How can we be praying for young people? Yeah, I think, well, the, word in, the world in general, but as well as in your teenage years, is really uncertain. And I think just praying for peace, that when we go to school or we're friends, we can just be peaceful and relaxed is really important sounds good sounds good and um so sam has done um something called dti academy dti is um our summer festival that vineyard church has run for uh it's open to all young people from any denomination we had about three thousand people there uh, last summer we run it again this summer and sam has done what's called dti academy which is like a leadership program uh, that we run with uh, young people across the nation and sam did it last year and it resulted in Sam speaking actually at DTI last summer in front of 3,000 people. I'm not sure how you did that, Sam. That uh, scary. I'm not sure if it's you're more, more scared this morning, more, more anxious this morning, uh, or whether you're more, I'd be more anxious in front of 3,000 people. But So you did the DTI Academy. Yeah. What changed as a result of that in your walk with Jesus? Um, I just think, again, it was just really encouraging to be around loads of young people from all over the country and just, yeah, learn together rather than separate. I feel like when you're in school, you can feel quite isolated. Whereas with the DTI Academy, we were around, what, 30 to 40 young people yeah. every week on, well, once a month, sorry, on Zoom. Yeah. And yeah, it was just it was really good, really fun. Enjoyed it. It's great. So Sam did it last year with a, uh, a couple of other of our young people. And then this year, we've actually got five young people that are doing it as well. And uh, it's grown as over 70 young people that are doing DTI Academy this year. So uh, we really want to be praying for that as well. So Sam, I'm going to leave you to it. And then I'll Thank join you. you back in a second. No worries. So good morning, everyone. I hope you're well. Like Aaron said, my name's Sam. I'm 17 years old, and I'm in my final year of A-levels, which is really exciting. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to jump straight into it. I'm just going to take you on my normal walk to school, if that's OK. So I leave the house about 8.20, headphones in, take the cut through, cross the main road, meet up with one of my friends, and then just about make it in before the bell. Normally, I love this walk. A little bit of exercise and some great music to really wake me up in the morning before another fun day. That's normally when it's, you know, a little bit warm outside, nice and light. But obviously, the minute in January, it's freezing. And pitch black most of the time as I'm walking. And that really got me thinking about how bad a month January is. But now, now I'm only joking. 
But it did get me thinking of our relationship and our walk with God. How we can go from these moments of joy and happiness in the light to times of darkness. Whether that be through a period of psychological darkness, a bereavement, or another situation when you're just not really feeling yourself. But no matter the situation or how low we're feeling in that moment, we can trust in God that he is with us. Now, I know this is easier said than done. And when we're actually in that moment, it may not feel like that. But it really is the truth. If you've got a Bible on you or your phone, feel free to grab that now. We're going to head to the book of John. We're going to go to John 1, verses 1 to 5. And it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. When we think of light, it's everywhere, and it's really important. It's helping you to see me... (laughs) It's helping you to see me clearly right now. The first thing you do when you wake up in the morning normally is turn on the light, and when you get in the car to go to work, I'd hope you turn your lights on. But here, John's obviously not talking about your normal light bulb. John's discussing the coming of Jesus as the human form of God, and so states the power of God in comparison to evil, which we hear depicted as darkness in the Bible. Through the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, God defeats the power of darkness and and lights the way for a life of living in the light. A life in the light is free of sin and with the eternal hope of heaven. A life of a relationship with the loving Father through Jesus. He effectively becomes our lighthouse. His guidance and his light will steer us away from sin and hurt if we adhere to his warning. Just like a ship heading towards rocks, Jesus becomes a lighthouse. Nevertheless, this light isn't just for us to hide and keep to ourselves. It's for us to share with everyone. We read in Matthew 28 verse 19, Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So God is calling us to go and spread his word, to be the shining light in the darkness. So how can we let our light shine to bring the light of Jesus Christ to all of those around us? Well, you could fill a bag of food for food bank, like one of these, which you can collect in the foyer on your way out. Or you can invite someone to Alpha, or simply offering to pray for someone who's struggling. Whatever you choose, you become the light. So next time you find yourself in the dark, like I was on my walk to school, or you need a torch to help you find something if there's a power cut, or you put your lights on when you're getting in the car or when you're coming home from work, thank God for the light and ask him to help you shine your light to those around you as you go through your day. Great stuff. Thanks, Sam. That's brilliant. Thanks. So um, I'd love just to chat a little bit about how us as a family can support young people. Today we're doing um, uh, a youth Sunday across all services and sites, as I said. And actually, as a family, young people are are vital uh, to be part of that family. And um, from the youngest to the oldest, we we believe that um, here at Burn Vineyard that we are one family, that we support each other, and that everyone has a place 
to, to be and a, a part to play in what we do. So for those of you that give, give generously to church to help uh, do uh, to help us do all the youth stuff that we do here thank you so much it means that we can uh, support young people it means that we can go and do stuff um, like go to DTI our summer festival we can um, help pay for people that maybe can't afford to go or pay for that we we in the past we've paid for young people and and and, and it enabled young people to go to to youth worship school to aid uh, their their gifting and their ability in worship We've done fun socials um, and we've, we do a summer and Christmas bash, which some of you may know about. It's kind of all out, fun, inflate. This, this room is full of inflatables and loads of games and crazy stuff. And we sometimes break vacuum cleaners with straw and, and shredded paper that we may have used as snow. Um, and, and all that is because you guys give and give generously and support us here at Burn Vineyard. And we're so grateful for that and it means that young people can invite their friends into a safe space where they can encounter Jesus for themselves whether that's through youth social and just having fun and seeing that actually we're not we're not we're not that sad we 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 can have fun as Christians and as young people we can have loads of fun but also at things like DTI where they can experience the power of the Holy Spirit and their lives can be transformed and I'm super grateful that I have a great team and great support from here to be able to do that. But I'd love to emphasise just three ways that each of us can play our part in seeing this next generation, this current youth generation that we can see, become uh, all that God wants them to be and support them through that. All of us can play our part in seeing this generation um, encounter Jesus, have a relationship with him, and as Sam said, take the light that they have out into the communities and the places that God's placed them. So firstly, and most importantly, I'd love to encourage you to pray. Pray, uh, Prayer is the most important thing that each of us can do. Pray for our young people. Pray for them in their walks with Jesus. And pray for them as they seek to follow Jesus in their uh, generation, which is becoming increasingly difficult and challenging. Pray for their friends. Pray for the young people in your families or in your circles that you know that maybe don't know Jesus. And pray for their parents as well. Pray for the the parents of young people. Pray for them as they seek to make decisions about their future, their careers, their study, their work, where to go. And pray that God would guide them in that. Pray that this generation would be one that seeks Jesus, that follows him, that seeks his truth and his way. And be, as Sam said, light and salt to their friends around them. And pray specifically for their mental, physical and emotional and spiritual health. And if you don't know how to pray for them, ask them. They don't bite, I promise. Well, not, not that much. Not usually. Uh, no, they don't bite. So if you see a young person around church, or you've got a young person in your family, just ask them, how can I be praying for you? And commit to doing that. You know, we just sang, didn't we, this morning, for God's kingdom to come. And that's my prayer, that God's kingdom would come into this generation and be transformative And we also sang about the prodigals, didn't we? Let's pray for the young people that are prodigals, both in our our, uh, community here, but also elsewhere. Let's pray that they come home and meet their father. Secondly, invest. You know, um, 
we're a family that invests in young people, as I've said, and I see many of you chatting to young people in different services, and that is great. You want to be involved in their lives. You want to see how they're doing. You want to see how their studies are going, how their sports or music or whatever it is that they're involved in is going, and, and I want to encourage more of that. Thank you for loving them. Thank you for taking an interest in them. So let's keep pressing in on that. And secondly, like within that, share your experiences, share your wisdom, share your journey. Young people love to hear what it's like to be old like me. And, uh, and talk to them about what they enjoy, what, what they're passionate about. Because maybe, just maybe, they say something that you're passionate about as well. And you can form that relationship. Or maybe you know somebody who is uh, working in that sphere and you can say, hey, I know somebody who's working that. Maybe you can connect with them to do some work experience or find out a little bit more about what it's like to, to work in that environment. And second, and, and, and within that as well, like discipling them. Like it's, it is, I'm going to say this might be slightly controversial, but it is ultimately the Bible says it's a parent's job to disciple their children. But actually all of us, as a family, can play our part in that as well. So decide, help disciple them. Share your stories of what God's doing. Share your testimony. Share how you came to faith and all that God has done in your life. And invest in their parents. If you're an empty nester or about to be an empty nester, support parents that have got teenagers currently. Help them. And if you're single or retired or a student, you can play your part too because young people need... Different people of different ages, of different stages, single, married, you know, retired, working, taking a gap year, whatever it is that you're doing, you can have a part to play in young people's lives. They need wisdom, they need your help to understand uh, the culture. So don't be afraid of young people. As I said, they don't bite. I've, I've never been bitten by a young person in my 25 years of doing youth work, so hopefully that's not about to start anytime soon. And then thirdly and finally, I'd love to encourage you to serve. Serve young people, get involved in youth work. You can join our ever-expanding youth work team if you want to here at Berman Vineyard. We've got, as I said, we've got youth in three locations right now. And we'd love to, to have youth here as well in the morning service. And so if you've got a passion for young people, you don't need to have experience, but if you've got a passion for young people, I'd love to chat with you. We have youth every Friday night here in the building or, or elsewhere and every Sunday uh, as I said, in three different locations, we have youth going on as well. So they do a great job, my youth leaders, very under the radar, pastorally supporting young people, journeying with them. So if you feel like you want to pray for them as well to encourage them, I know they would love that. Also, maybe, uh, you know, you might not be uh, inclined to be in a room full of young people that might just be like, whoa, I cannot do that. And I get that. But you can still play your part. As, we, as I said, we run Dreaming the Impossible, which is our summer festival. Uh, and uh, it's open to all churches and streams. So if you know of any youth groups that love to go to a summer festival, then uh, you can point them in, in this direction. But for this to happen, we need people like you to come and volunteer. And uh, we've got loads of different roles that you can be involved in. I'm actually on the DTI team, so I'm quite passionate about this as well myself. But... You know, last year we had uh, people come and run the cafe. Andrew and Rosie have got a second career as, as uh, uh, baristas. And so if you want a good latte, speak to Andrew and Rosie. They can train you in doing that. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can come and join a cafe team. We had people on the ministry team. We had people in worship and production. 
hosting and loads of other areas. And so if you want to be a campsite host or you want to be involved in serving people food or you want to be involved in security or control or kids or first aid or logistics or stewarding or setting up the, 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 the festival or setting down, then we would love you to join the team. We need as many people as possible to do that. And uh, just at the back by Andy at, at the welcome desk over by John, there's a, there's a sign-up sheet that you can just pop your details down on there and I will get back in touch with you about how you can uh, join the team, the, the dream team. Yeah, so we need about 100, 100 team per 1,000 people, roughly. So last year, we needed about 300 teams. So we're hoping that this year, there'll be about 4,000 young people or 4,000 people on site. So four, roughly 400 team. The dates, that's a great question, Hilary. Thanks for putting me on the spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Rosie's going to find out. So, so you, can, you can do that. And there's also loads of uh, flyers and information about DTI as well at the back of church. So I encourage you to grab one of those on your way out. But I just want to say thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting our young people and us as a team as well. So we're going to take some time to pray for young people. It's really important. So if you're... Uh, thanks. 28th of July to the 4th of August, inclusive. There you go. So... You need to be there on the 28th and the 4th. There you go. So, third. Thanks, Rosie. So, if you're 11 to 18, I'd love you to stand up where you are. This is a bit scary for those guys. But if you're 11 to 18 in school age, secondary school age, I'd love you to stand up where you are. And uh, what we're going to do, uh, or if you're a parent of a young person, I'd love you to stand up where you are too. I know there's more of you. I can see you. I can see you. We will hunt you down. It will occur. The, the prayers are coming to you, whether you like it or not. So what we're going to do, we're a church family, so what I'd love you to do is just gather around the people that are standing up and just pray for them. Pray God's blessing over them. You can, if you, if you want to be prophetic, feel free to, to, to do that as well. Um, and just pray for them. And then in a little moment, Cap and Joe are going to come up and just lead us in a bit more ministry uh, and see what God wants to do. But gather around them, pray for them. If you're online, we're praying for you guys too. And, um, and then we'll come back in a second uh, to, to wrap our service up and to, to see what else God wants to do. So let's do that. We hope you enjoyed the talk and found it helpful. Why not come along and visit us? We gather at three services across two sites on a Sunday and meet during the week in small groups across the city. More information on both of these can be found on our website. Thanks for listening and God bless.